Hello, and welcome to another episode of I Started Listening. Hey, my name is Peyton Thomas, if we haven't met. If you haven't met, it's a problem. You need to contact me. My phone number, my email, my Instagram, and the Facebook are all in the description below. I want to know you, okay? Um, I want to be your friend. I love friends. Friends are awesome. Here's what I do to my friends. When it's their birthday, I say, happy birthday. So if it's your birthday, happy birthday. If it's not your birthday, happy today. Happy today. So glad you're my friend. Here's the deal. This podcast is about my life, (laughs) not in a narcissistic way. It's just like what I'm learning. It's not about like, hey, look at me. It's like, hey, these are what my experiences are. And this is how I'm learning from them. And hopefully you can learn from what I'm going through, not make some of the mistakes I've made, maybe grow with me, maybe reflect on what I'm reflecting on and then reflect that in your life to reflect out to others. Reflecting is awesome. Yeah, that's what this podcast is about. It's not a me telling you what to do. It's a me telling you this is what I'm doing and this is how it's working out for me, for better or for worse, all right? One of the things I talk about a lot, including all of last week's episode and probably included in every single episode that I've ever done, is this idea of love. Not like red plus blue equals purple love, but loving people. And I just think it's so important. I honestly think love is just the answer to everything. I know it's very corny, which is like kind of what this episode's about. It's like, Payne, are you just rubbing some corn in our face? I don't know where that came from. I don't even know what to say, but I just went with the term corny and, you know. uh, All right. Hey, maybe I'm rubbing corn in your face, but I love the concept of love and I think it's going to change your life. But here's the deal. You're probably like, Payne, this is kind of repetitive because you talk about love all the time and just, you know, Do you ever think about anything else? No, (laughs) but I'm gonna talk about that, okay? About how I talk about it all the time and how it actually will change your life. So when I reflected on my repetitive nature when it comes to love, I started listening and this is what I'm hearing. I was about 16 I had been shaving for a total of like three times I'd shaved maybe three times over the past like three years before that you know like when I was like 13 I was like "Ooh, mom I'm pretty sure I got some peach fuzz you know uh let me shave that off because you can't even see it and then um probably once more when I was 14 once more when I was 15 maybe the 15 year old one was like maybe a thing I don't know and then when I was 16 I shaved and maybe there was something you could see that I shaved off. I'm not sure. But anyway, I was with a guy who was like 24 and I looked up to him a lot. And so we started talking about shaving because I had mentioned that I just <clears throat> that I just shaved my mustache. And he was like, wow, dude, dope. And I was like, yeah, I cut myself, <laughs> which is like not the cool thing to say if you're trying to impress a 24 year old. 24 year old when you're 16 but I was like yeah I cut myself you know it comes with a job um and he was like yeah dude but uh at least cutting yourself isn't as bad as razor burn and I was like oh my gosh you're so right razor burn holy crap uh that's the worst and and then he was like yeah and then we went on with our conversation and in my mind I was like I have no idea what razor burn is 
Um, but I think I sounded like I did. So that worked. But isn't it so easy to just fake it when all we have to do is talk? You know, that's what I want to talk about today is this disconnect between saying stuff and then doing stuff. Because I say a lot about love, you know, I talk a lot about love and whether I'm on my podcast or whether I'm talking to you in real life. Okay. And over the past few months, I've had a couple people come up to me and just be like, yo, um, one of them was my brother. And he was just like, yo, uh, you, he didn't say yo, but he'd be like, yo, brother, what is up Holmes? And that's how we talk. And he was like, Hey, um, you keep saying love's like the answer to everything, but it just seems like way too simplified. And I just don't think it's real, you know? And I was like, wow, thank you for voicing your opinion, brother of mine, whom I love, you know? And it didn't go like that. And then, but I never like thought about it deeply, what he had said, right? Because to me, it was like pretty deep, but to him, it was like not. And I was like, okay, we'll figure this out. And then last week, one of my friends was like, and he means this in, a, in the most honest way possible. He was just like, yeah, like this whole love thing. I know it's supposed to be the answer and stuff, but um, it just seems really shallow. And I was like, that's a roast right there. <laughs> um, but I was like, okay, now a couple of people have brought this up, how I talk about love all the time. It just seems shallow, seems repetitive, seems like, it's, is it really the answer? So I'm like, okay, maybe I should reflect on this. You know, maybe I should start deciding if this is actually the answer. Because if it's the answer, then why are people looking for something else, right? Why do people not see the result if it's the answer? So I started reflecting. And that was on a Tuesday that my friend had told me that. And I was like, you know what? I have a genius idea. On Wednesdays, I do homeless outreach and basically I just go downtown with some friends from a church and we just go hang out with people that are experiencing homelessness. We go downtown, we go to parks and we just like hang out for a few hours at night and it's legit. And it's literally one of my favorite things, but also it's not like fun and dandy, you know, it's dark outside and we're in not well lit parks and not, and some people we're encountering are on drugs, not everyone. But you don't know you're outnumbered. You know, you don't know what's going to happen. And I was like, hey, to my friend, you should come to homeless outreach with me tomorrow night. And he was like, okay. And then he came and I was like, dude, what do you think? He was like, that was legit. And I said, yeah, it's not very shallow, huh? Not like a roast, but also like that was kind of a roast, you know? Because when you actually do it, it stops being shallow. It stops being repetitive when you live in it. So my title is doing is deep, saying is shallow. And I'm so grateful that my brother and my friend brought this up to me because otherwise I wouldn't have known that I've been talking this whole time and not giving people opportunities to actually experience it. And if I'm just talking, then I'm repetitive. But if I'm allowing people to do, then they're actually going deeper and really understanding what's going on. So I think doing is deep, saying is shallow goes for a lot of aspects in life. But I'm going to focus on the term love because I think that's what I've become very repetitive in some people's eyes on. 
So love, um, it's pretty easy when it's shallow. Like if we're just talking about it, if we are just hearing about it, if you're just listening, if you're just sitting where you're at and you're listening to me, it can be pretty shallow. Let's be real. Like pain. Oh, go love everybody. Okay. That's yay. Rainbows, unicorns, and butterflies. But also that's so easy. And it's like, is that just the answer to everything? Peyton, right? It's shallow. But then, but then in my mind, I'm like, it's deep. It's real, you know? So what, how do we convey this? How do you, how do I help you experience this? And this is what I realized that love becomes deep and real when we do it, when we dive in and when we experience it. I have a lot of people in my life. And one of the questions that I want to ask them is, do you think that you are where you want to be right now? Do you think you are where you need to be right now? Or is there a place that you want to go that you're not there yet and you're wondering how do I get there? Because I think that's a reality for a lot of people in my life, including me. Like, how am I supposed to get from point A, where I'm at right now, to point B? Because it seems like on that side, it seems like if I get there eventually, that that's going to lead to more joy. That's going to lead to more depth. That's going to lead to a better relationship with God. That's going to lead to a better relationship with my family or my friends. But I just don't know how to get there because I hear all these good ideas, but something's preventing me from climbing the hill to get there. And this is what I want to challenge you to do is instead of thinking about these ideas and hearing all of these topics, what if instead of just listening and absorbing, what if we start doing instead of talking saying and listening to words what if we start applying what we're hearing and do it takes us from ideas to action because friends ideas don't change your life actions change your life so these are some ideas of what you can do to turn the idea of love into action so i want you to try these things If you're anywhere near San Luis Obispo, California, or you happen to be on a Wednesday night, I want you to reach out to me, because that's where I live, and come to Homeless Outreach with me on a Wednesday night, and it's going to change your life. It's intense, it's scary, and it's hard, and it will destroy anything inside of you that's prideful, that's that's self-righteous, that's anything. Yeah, I don't even know how to... It changes your life. You think you're going out to change people's lives and then you return. You're like, holy balls, my life is changed. But if you're not in San Luis Obispo, California or anywhere near there, but you're but you are somewhere in the entire world, then you can do this next one. And if that if that applies to you, then you can definitely do this next one. I want you to go to a grocery store. I want maybe not anywhere in the world, you know, if you're listening to this, you can probably have a grocery store near you. Choose the longest line at the grocery store. Get in that line. Okay, that's already a step, right? But once you get in that line, I want you to let the person behind you when they come in line behind you go in front of you. Okay, we're going to let people go in front of us as an act of love. Awesome. And then the next person that walks up behind you I want you to let them in front of you as well. And I want you to keep doing this until you get impatient. And then once you get impatient, I want you to keep doing it until you start 
being grateful. What? Next time, here's another one. Next time you see a person experiencing homelessness on the street corner, instead of avoiding eye contact like we all do, just give them a smile and a wave. It might be uncomfortable, but hey, they're a human, FYI. Next one, serve at your local church. This is huge. Serve in kids ministry, serve in kids ministry, greet, be on the worship team. Um, literally, there's so many opportunities to serve. And when you get plugged in and serve, it changes your life because you're no longer going to just receive. You're actually being a part of it. Okay, next one, be in a community with people that love you. Have a core group of, of dudes or dudettes and meet with them and be like, hey, this is what I'm going through. What are you going through? Let's invest. Let's invest in each other's lives. All right, next one, find a mentor. Holy crap, I love mentors. I try to find mentors and be in contact with mentors all the time. I just think I can't, I'm not like wise enough to go through this life alone I don't have life experiences to go through this alone and I'm just not that smart. So I'm going to find people that are smarter than me and more experienced than me and older than me. I'm going to be like, Hey, what would you do in this situation? I talk to mentors almost every single day on the flip side of that. Another way to actually dive into this whole, like love doing thing is to mentor someone else. Because if you have, if you're mentoring someone else, you're automatically holding yourself accountable because you're like, I have to, this person is looking up to me. I need to live out of that and show them the correct way to live. Okay, next one. I'm excited to tell you this one because of the current situations in the world. I want you to go on social media, scroll through the feed of your Insta or Facebook or TikTok or um, what's the new one I heard of? Um, Oh, what is it called? There's a new one that I was told about. Twitch. I don't even know what that means, but it's a social media and apparently there's a guy that looks like me on there who's famous. I was like, wow, cool. I don't know what Twitch means, but I'm famous, kind of. I guess no, I'm just kidding. Um, I was gonna say something about people that look like people that look like me, I guess are as famous, dude. I'm just kidding. Um, okay. Moving on. I want you to go to your favorite social media or least favorite social media, scroll through your feed. And start praying for everyone who posts something that you disagree with. <laughs> Dude, isn't that going to be so many people right now? That's awesome. And I want you to re- like look at their post. And I want you to like to start praying for them. Not that God's going to change them. Like, yo, God, I just really hope that I hope you make them switch political parties, please. <laughs> um, but actually thanking God for loving them. And then asking God to soften your heart because there's a reason that you got offended, you know, like you didn't have to be offended that someone else has a different opinion. So maybe there's some hardness in your heart that's missing or in my heart that's missing, you know? Okay. Next one, write a letter to the person that hurt you and forgive them in that letter. You don't have to send the letter, but just write it. Cause I think that's going to, that's going to change your, change your life. Forgiveness. It's a thing, dude. It's uh, yeah. Holy crap. It's legit. Hey, so friends, loving isn't easy, you know, and it's not shallow either based on these examples saying is shallow, but actually doing these things, it's, it's pretty deep. And I think the way that we're going to accomplish this is through switching our mindset from, I'm not going to absorb anymore. I'm going to start giving, right? I think this world that we live in is controlled by absorption. 
And I don't know how it was like back in the day because I've only been alive for like 20 years. But this world we live in is just full of opportunities to absorb without having to give back. Think of it. Um, school. We go to school to learn about a subject and we're constantly we're being told to absorb this information. And then we look on the news and it's just feeding us information that also is just like always oh, negative. So, you know, but it's giving us information to absorb. And then we look at professional sports we watch on TV um, and we're just absorbing the entertainment. We don't have to give anything back to them. I'm not saying any of these things are inherently wrong, but it's just this idea of we absorb without having to give. And I think when we do this, we forget how powerful giving is, like how powerful investing back is. And this got me thinking, like, what areas in our life are do we ever give back, right? Do we ever invest? And I was like, oh, invest, like in stocks, in finances, you know? And I don't think people are super generous with finances in general, but we do like to invest. Yes, it's for selfish gain, but just run with me on this for a second. Because we're giving up something. We're giving money to stocks and such. I'm so not financially savvy, but we give money to stocks and such. And with the hope that we are going to make a difference like with the hope that that investment is going to grow exponentially am i wrong there like we're investing in finances everyone's like hey make sure you invest in the stock market so that when you're like 50 you have two billion dollars um but we're investing these monies and i don't even know when the correct time to use monies is as opposed to just money but i've heard people say it and it makes them sound really professional So, folks, we're investing these monies and we aren't investing the things, in my opinion, that actually really matter, like time and talents and energy. These things actually last. We invest because we want it to exponentially grow. And if that's the right concept, then if we invest our talents, time and energy won't it grow exponentially? Won't we be given more opportunities to give it away? Won't when we show love to someone else, won't they show love to more people after that? Isn't that exponential growth that actually is making a difference? When we stop absorbing and we start giving. But hey, maybe you're like me and you're like, hey, Payne, this sounds awesome. I would love to just start serving people and loving people and spending all my time doing homeless outreach or solving world hunger or doing all of these things, but I just don't have the time and I don't have the energy to serve all these people. Because if you're like me, I'm a very finite resource. I have 24 hours in the day. How about you, right? And I also have to sleep and eat some of the time I'm finding out. But here's the deal. I run out of fuel. I get tired and I get busy. So I'm like, Hey, I can't really do this on my own. I want to invest in people. I want to invest my time and my talents, but how am I supposed to do this? Because one, I don't have enough time, but also even probably a bigger problem for me is like, Hey, I need energy in order to accomplish these loving things I'm supposed to do. Right. How am I supposed to have energy or heck, how am I supposed to have the will to even love these people? Like sometimes 
I'm like, hey, I can love five people right now, but 10 people, that's kind of pushing the love. And it's going to really spread out the whole, you know, love vibe I got. And everyone's going to get like 50% of Peyton as opposed to 100% of total love because I'm just so down on the love. I have a finite amount of love, you know? So how am I supposed to do this? How am I supposed to dive deep? Here's what I realized. Um, I talked about this last week in my episode, so if you want to know more, go to the last week's episode called Sitting in Love. This is what I realized, that if I want to be able to love continually and have the energy and the resource and the time to do so, I need to stand next to the source of that love. And I think that source of love for me is God. I think God is love. Like, love isn't really a concept. Um, It is God. So if I stand next to the provider of this love, the one who is love, I just kind of believe that he's going to give me the energy and the fuel and the, and frankly, the love to, like, pass it around, dude. So if I, so now I don't even need to worry about the love that I'm giving out running out because I'm standing next to the source and he's just constantly pouring love on me and then I can just give it away really easily. And it's not even a trouble. Love is not a concept, folks. This is what I'm realizing. Love isn't a concept. It's not a feeling, sorry. And it's not an emotion. I know you were like, whoa, Peyton, that is highly controversial, Peyton. Love is not a feeling or an emotion? No. I beg to defer. I think love is a person, and that person's name is Jesus. Because if we talk about it, he uh, he came down from heaven to earth with a job in mind. He didn't come down with all these feelings, period. He didn't come down with feelings, period. He, he didn't come down and be like, guys, I love you, period. He did come down saying he loves us, but he came down to do. He came down with a job in mind. He came down to sacrifice. So I think love isn't a concept, not a feeling, not an emotion. It's an action. If you're confused why you're plateaued, I love that word. If you are confused while you're plateaued in your faith or in your purpose in your life, Try changing love from a noun to a verb, right? So instead of saying, I am in love, pretty sure that's a noun. What if you start saying, I'm going to love people? Let's start changing it from a state to an action. And if you're wondering who you're supposed to love, It's everybody. And if you're wondering when, it's always. Shout out to Bob Goff. Everybody always. Read the book. Here's a secret. Oh, I'm going to share with you a secret. Uh, Wait, should I? Yeah, okay, I'll do it. Here's a secret. If you hold the door open for your friend, right, that's, that's loving, and you don't feel any different, hold the door open for the person you can't stand. Here's another one. If you're nice to the waitress at the restaurant when she gets your order right and you feel no different, no more depth. Be nice to the waitress when she gets your order completely wrong and the food comes out cold. Because see, 
friends. Um, I used to love the people that I loved, you know? I used to love the people that were in my circle. And I thought that was enough. I'm like, I'll love these people that are close to me, that like me, that are like me. And um, yeah, I'll just be good. And then it got so boring and I plateaued and I didn't know where to go from there. But what I'm realizing now is that now I still love people in my circle. I just made my circle a few billion people bigger, you know? Bob Goff says, grace draws a circle around everyone. And so if I'm going to love the people in my circle, according to grace, then I love everybody. I guess I used to think that Jesus came to die just for the people on the same side of the street as me. And now I realize he came to die for the people across the street too. Like I used to think he came to die for the people that encouraged me. Now I realize he came to die for the people that hurt me. He says to love the people that make you feel uncomfortable, but he doesn't make us do it alone, which I'm grateful for because I just like totally can't do that alone. You know, friends, love is so deep. Doing is deep and saying is shallow. So if you want to go deep, then start doing. I want to thank you for listening to this week's episode of the podcast. I can't explain how awesome it is to have our friendship, you know, where I get to share what's going on in my life and you get to hopefully be encouraged. That's what I, that's my goal. I want you to be encouraged. Hopefully you're able to reflect on your own life and see what you're going through. And um, yeah, hopefully your life gets a little bit better. I don't know. That's what my, that's what my hope and prayer is. If you haven't followed the Instagram or the Facebook, do so. It's at I Started Listening. That's the address, or I don't know what they call it in social media terms. Handle, handle. That's my handle. And um, here's the joke of the week because I want to make you laugh. What's the best thing about Switzerland? I don't know, but the flag's a big plus. Nice. All right, folks. I hope you have probably the best day of your entire life. And remember, you are so loved. All right, bye.